Hello, honey, and welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. I'm Cass. And I'm Emma, and we're just two gals looking for a good lay. Aren't we all? (laughs) But when it comes to sex, we're just as lost as you and have no idea what we're doing. Luckily, we will stop at nothing to get the answers we need. Cue our expert guests. We're ready to overshare and ask all the embarrassing questions so you don't have to. By the end of every episode, you will be dripping in actionable steps and ready to take on the damn world. Or at least take it from behind. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, honey. How How do you do you? Hello, hello, hello. Hello and happy new week. This mm-hmm. is Honey Do Me. I was listening to another podcast and they started like, hello, welcome to our podcast. I'm A, she's B. <laughs> and I was like, we never do that. <laughs> so welcome to Honey Do Me. I'm Emma. I'm Poop. <laughs> I'm Poop. You're Toots. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah, the poopiest sorry. person. I'm Toots. I toot if, a lot. If we had a dollar every time this excrement came up in our introductions sorry whatever because somebody said not to do it and i don't do well when somebody tells me not to do something i do it harder so (laughs) i go harder faster stronger (laughs) so here we are but yeah welcome to our podcast we're so happy to have you here Mm -hmm. can you tell by my tone can you tell i love you so much (laughs) i love you so much you're my favorite person in the world but you know how people can tell if we Hmm. love them so much they can watch us on youtube Yes. That Mm -hmm. is something you can do. You'll see our faces and our bodies. (laughs) Our naked bodies. We record naked. I record naked 100%. Well, I do wear socks and occasionally mittens. I wear a jock strap. (laughs) But like I put the front and the back. So So, you know, you still get a lot to see. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to see my ass crack, but you're going to see my puss crack. (laughs) (laughs) I think puss is my new favorite slang for my cooter. Well, because it's hard. Like, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Like, we're trying to find the right word for us because, like, pussy can feel very, like, sensual. And, like, these very confident people that we bring on can say it so well. But when we say it, it's a little, like, yeah. (laughs) That one missed the mark. (laughs) Yeah. You're You're not getting it quite right. Not quite there. I love cunt. And Uh I I want to get us this... uh, um wall hanging actually it's mm. this tiktoker artist it's who the carpet yep yep i want one too it's i'm on the like wait list letters. for it oh good yep. good so i have that coming in speaking of you get that i will go get us this penis disco ball <gasps> that i saw in downtown the oh other my day God. and i was like oh i need to check with emma before i buy this so no you yeah. absolutely should okay. so two things to wrap back around right now mm-hmm. if you our listeners have really fun decor ideas Tag us in it, send it to us, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're making a studio. Yes. Honey Do Me podcast on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Go check it out. It's going to be so fun. Like we said, we're getting a studio. We're Mm -hmm. decorating a studio. So every video is going to be so much more fun. And we'll have YouTube exclusive content. Yes. Like some very, very fun episodes that you can only find there. And we're going to have, we just have so many ideas. So, but yeah, especially tag us in the decor because we Mm -hmm. are just Go, we are running with if ideas. If it's pink, sparkly, or says a dirty word, <laughs> it's, it's right up our alley. It's right up our alley. Right up my cooter. Right <laughs> up my, my puss crack. <laughs> right up my puss crack. It is for me. It's for me. Speaking of puss cracks, how yeah. are you? <laughs> How's this puss crack you're doing? How's your puss crack? <laughs> Gross. Um, I'm doing fine. I have like kind of a funny story. I went out last night 
to a club mm-hmm. and clubbing, 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 mm-hmm. as I never do. Mm-hmm. And it was so crowded and like I wasn't really paying attention. But then I just got this shoulder tap and I turn around. The tap of an angel. <laughs> it was my guardian angel <laughs> calling me home. Get out of here now. <laughs> The house is haunted. <laughs> this puss is haunted. This muff is haunted. That was something you're never going to get. Um, <laughs> so I get this light tap mm-hmm. on the shoulder and I turn around and this tall, tall man says, hey, are you Polish? <laughs> I was like, we're just going to see where this goes. Obviously. So I was like, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. And he said, I could tell. And then dances away into the night. <laughs> Sir, give me more than that. Give me at least like, I don't know, hit on me. Grab my puss. Grab my puss. Pull my shirt Consensually. down. Slap my tits around. Yeah. I don't know. Motorboat me for fuck's sake. Titty fuck me. <laughs> We're a club. Nobody can see. ask me if I'm Polish, at least titty fuck me after. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So I thought that was so funny. I was like expecting like, oh, there's a Polish club you should be a part of. Like, <laughs> there, we meet. There's actually a Polish club down the street. You want to go? You uh, want to go down there? <laughs> pierogi dance our night away? Like I was expecting some yeah. big climax or me to climax, you know? <laughs> I thought one of us would come. <laughs> if you're going to ask me something so intimate yeah. as are you Polish, at least have something to back Flick it up. Clit. Like fun. <laughs> give me a flick of the clip i don't know i don't know so anyway but that was so funny and i appreciated it because there's this john mulaney bit Mm -hmm. where he's talking about getting his driver's license and a guy comes up to his car thinking he's a taxi but opens the door and says are you polish (laughs) and so i just lived out my dreams of being john mulaney that's just another thing you and johnny boy have in common johnny boy we both have kids with olivia munn uh uh, comedians at heart (laughs) stand-up comedians traveling around the world and mm-hmm. uh, we've had Polish people. I assume he didn't even tell me if he was. Yeah, Polish. you don't know he's Polish. Uh, Maybe it was a threat. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like Polish people. Are you Polish, just like a knife across the yeah. neck. Get uh. out of here. You never really know how to answer this in those kinds haunted. of situations. <laughs> you never know how to answer in those kinds of situations when somebody's like, "Are you this?" Because it's like, "Do you want me to be, or do you not want me to be?" Because yeah. I'll do whatever you want. I'll I want to be safe. I want to be fucked. Whatever you need. <laughs> I want my clit flicks. So whatever it's get, whatever's gonna get whatever's me there, I'll be whatever there. you want. Yeah, a kitty, <laughs> a puppy, an iguana, iguana? Polish, Polish, absolutely. Like Abadrol. I don't know. Anyway, so how Stuff are you? Like Abadrol. I'm good. Great. Nothing like that has happened to me. I had some family time. Um, that's it. That's it. I found a disco penis ball. Yeah. Penis yeah. disco ball. Penis disco ball um, that we will soon have in our possession. Yeah, it lights up. Oh my God, that's I know. so cool. It's Does really it spin? Cool. No. Wouldn't that be fun if I'm it sorry. like... Yeah, really fast. Yeah. And then it spit out diamonds. <laughs> yeah. And money. Yeah. And condoms. It's just something to like think about. If Yeah. I mean, we can work on being engineers mm-hmm. and just creating that ourselves. Yeah. TM. I'm not busy enough. <laughs> TM. TM. Um, yeah, I actually, I have a lot of free time, so I'd love I to. so much downtime. I yeah. Don't. Cool. At all. But we could spend more of our downtime 
given kisses. <laughs> we could French kiss each other we more. We could French kiss each other a little bit more because we'll know how. Mm-hmm. After this sweet, sweet episode with Raquel Savage. Yes. And what else does Raquel do? If you want to give her more of an intro. Um, based on her Instagram bio, she is a therapist, an educator, and a slut. Yeah, um, those are so three cool. of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. We just get all into French kissing. How mm-hmm. to do it? Because we both know if it's bad, it's horrible. But yep. if it's good, it's great. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm someone that likes to like, start French kissing, pull How back. How'd you just wink at me? <laughs> I just, I'm the only you one have that can yet see you to right get now. the hint of it, and I'm trying to be discreet. I like it when you pull you back. Don't French kiss me right anymore. It's just we're done. I know I've been doing it so bad. I don't get paid. I just get kisses, and if it's not how I want to be kissed, then I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah. But anyway, so Raquel goes over, you know, just like the rhythm, the pattern, how to like keep it hot mm-hmm. without being too overbearing. Which the I motion think is of your important. mouth, ocean. The moment <laughs> my ocean <laughs> is a mess. It has allergies right now, so it's kind of dry. I need water. <laughs> a dry ocean. I need water. <laughs> it's like a SpongeBob. Where <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they shrivel up in sand. Oh my god. I think bubble. about that episode a lot. Really? Yeah, that like water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. I don't know either. And the do the loop de loop and pull, and your shoes are looking cool. Oh yeah, that one too. And yeah. Anyway, anyway, this is not a SpongeBob <laughs> podcast. SpongeBob is not sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> just in case you didn't know. Um. So just listen to Raquel and let's talk about French kissing. Yeah. How about. Okay. Cool. Okay. We'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. Fuck. Get out of here. Go. Leave. Hi, everyone. I am Raquel Savage. My pronouns are she and her. I am a therapist, educator, and sex worker. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here today. We saw one of your videos about French kissing, and we want to at least start there. So could you give us the basic definition of what French kissing is if no one's ever done it? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so for starters, the video that you saw was a series I do called Sex Ed. And essentially, the purpose of those videos is to bridge the gap around sex education for adults Mm -hmm. in a way that's actually useful Meaning when we think about sex ed, we think about what we may or may not have learned like in childhood and the things we learn in childhood are normally like on a diagram or on a banana, Mm -hmm. right? And the reality is we're not doing things on a banana or on a diagram. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least not for long, you know? Using bananas. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, it's like we're putting condoms on penises or Mm -hmm. putting condoms on dildos or we're needing to see a real vulva or even have the distinction between a vagina and a vulva, right? Right. So that is the purpose of that series. And yeah, the episode that you both saw is the French kissing episode. So yeah, honestly, the, the definition of a French kiss is really simple. It is literally two people tongue kissing. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I really love that your description of the classes that you put out because that is just where else are you learning this stuff from? Mm-hmm. You know, you need those visuals. And at least in the French kissing one, I know that the girls kissed and I was like, that's just so good to see. It's great mm-hmm. to see like what you're talking about in practice. And it's like, we all need that. And those were all on YouTube, right? You have like eight or nine yeah. of them. Yeah, so we have the, you know, there are folks who I know want to learn more, but who are still like uncomfy with seeing things. Mm -hmm. So we put kind of a safe for work version on YouTube. And then we have the non safe for work uh, version on the King Media Group 
OnlyFans, so that shows everything. And yeah, I oh, agree. Cool. You know, part of learning, and this is what even prompted me to do this series, is I was teaching things on my Patreon, and it was just talking, right? Like, vulva this, and here's how you eat vagina, and here's <laughs> how you blah, 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 blah. And people are like, I don't, that's not really helping. Like, I need to Let actually me see it. See yeah. <laughs> the thing, right. And it seems like there is a pretty big gap of sex educators, like, talking about things, but not actually demonstrating. And I think because I'm also a sex worker and I kind of occupy these um, dual identities of educator, therapist, and sex yeah. worker, I'm like, let's do it. Like, yeah. I can actually show and demonstrate the things. And I have access to folks, performers who are always down to demonstrate as well. So yeah, it is really nice, right? Because we're kind of talking through our first experiences of French kissing, which is like hit or miss. I would love to hear y'all's like first French kiss stories. Um, and then we show you step by step because if I just say to you, stick out your tongue, put your lips this way, it's like, mm -hmm. it's still up for interpretation. So it's mm -hmm, easier absolutely. to kind of see a version of it at least happening in front of you. Yeah. I can't stop laughing now. Now I'm thinking about my first French kiss. Well, tell it. It. <laughs> well, I connected with one of the people in your video because they were saying like talking about French kissing with your friends and then you did it or she did it with a girl, but didn't know that like, oh, but I like that because like I'm bi. And I was like, I remember asking my friends being like, well, what's French kissing like? And it was this girl that I thought was really cute. And I was like, well, maybe we should just practice sometime. <laughs> She's like, yeah, totally. And then we never did. But I remember asking her that. Um, yeah. But my first like official French kissing was with my very first boyfriend at the movies. And he finally kissed me in the credits. And it was the slobberiest thing. Yes. I like I literally had to stop because I thought drool was dripping from my chin. And then yeah. I don't think it was, but it was like when babies just have drool coming down from like their binkies. That's literally what it was. Like I thought it was sex in itself. Like I was just man alive. I was having a good time, but it was the wettest. How old grossest. Were you? I was 15 the first time. And 25. So it's so interesting because at that age, you would have already went through some kind of sex education. Like um, what is it called in school? Health, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm would have been in some kind of health class most likely depending on what stage you live in right but that kiss could have looked much different if in that health class they would have talked about french kissing yeah right? but instead the classes in school are revolved mostly around like reproductive health and mm -hmm. abstinence right things that don't end up really being useful once you're actually trying things and we're fucking trying things like mm -hmm. yeah. you were in that movie theater waiting for that yes so sweaty just facing them the yeah. entire time not even watching like, the making movie sure i can like turn <laughs> yeah. at a moment's notice whenever they need me <laughs> exactly and how useful would it have been if someone had been like and even for your partner because then they would have known like pull back on the spit and, you know, be mindful of the saliva and like take a breath for a second. Yeah. Instead, it was just full. It was just full uh, <laughs> into each other's face. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gosh, what about you? Mine was fine. It was with my first boyfriend and it was, I don't know, it wasn't too spitty, which is good because I am spit averse. So that's something I want to <laughs> talk about. But um, yeah, it was fine. I, his, I wouldn't say he was great with his tongue. Yeah. Like it was kind of like <laughs> no in and out. Yeah. So not no. Cowboy Casanova with the tongue at that point. <laughs> no, not at that point. I, I mean, I don't know if he is now either. So, um, yeah, nothing like special. Yeah. Do you remember Are yours? You spit averse in all contexts or specific to kissing? All contexts. I don't like body fluids or body hair. You don't like. I don't like. Yeah, I have sensory issues. 
That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because we talk about that in the video. For me, I have sensory issues with spit when it is like specific to kissing. It's like, I love, I love to kiss until like fucking don't. And it's mm-hmm. like too much. And my body's like, I will literally punch you. In the face. Exactly. <laughs> that's how you're, you know, when you're having a sensory um, agitation and activation, mm-hmm. that's how it feels. It's like an immediate, like, fucking stop. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> However, in other contexts, I'm not so spit averse. Like I also like to have people spit in my mouth and that is literal just saliva, mm-hmm. but that feels like an entirely different context and the mm-hmm. way that the spit comes about is totally different. Exactly. And I don't know, like, I think part of it is when you're kissing someone, especially French kissing someone, you're in their mouth. Mm-hmm. So you can smell how their mouth and saliva smells. And that's part, I would assume, um, of the sensory stuff. Cause it's not just texture of the saliva, it's taste of the saliva, it's mm-hmm. smell of their mouth. Like there are so many sensory things <laughs> happening all at once. That's, that's really my so perfect hard. storm. Yeah. <laughs> That's really hitting something. Oh, yeah, that's so true. It's not even just the texture. It's literally everything else. Yeah. It's many things. <sighs> so if you are spit averse, but you're like, I really want a French kiss, is there French, a way yeah. to like suck it all in? I don't oh, know. What? <laughs> you know what I, I meant? The spit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like your own. Theirs, your oh, own. I like, thought you meant like just go for it head on and <laughs> suck it off. No. <laughs> You think yeah. I went from I can't do this to I'm just going to devour everything in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> everything that comes out is yeah. mine now. No. It was mine now. <laughs> How do you control your own saliva protection? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because there are tips for making your more your mouth uh, more saliva-y yes. and more like wet for a number of reasons. <laughs> and then the thing with making it drier is that's not really a thing unless you like smoke and you have cotton mouth for instance which for some folks that could be really useful for me personally I find that really distracting because my mouth is like too dry and Mm -hmm. I find when I'm kissing people who have the cotton mouth from smoking I'm like it's the opposite end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. it's like too wet too dry we need too much friction yeah so really (laughs) I think thinking of things that make your mouth dry if you really are spit averse or your partner is or just being mindful as you're kissing what's going on and checking in with your partner because it would be one thing if you start kissing. And then, you know, once your tongues are moving around, saliva's like, let's go, we're producing, we got to do something, <laughs> right? And so, yeah, taking a, a, a moment to, and this can be sexy or or not. And also I advocate for things not needing to be sexy. Like it's cool if shit is all awkward. So pulling back and being like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You still enjoying this? I'm still enjoying this. And even if it's someone, you know, your partner has like, sensory issues you could say mm-hmm. we good with your senses too much saliva mm-hmm. like check in mm-hmm. um yeah because it's it is a little bit more difficult to like control the spit versus create more if that mm-hmm. makes sense unless you're doing things that give you cotton mouth yeah the 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 image of two dry tongues lapping against each other just <laughs> sandy uh, it's <laughs> not better <laughs> it's not better no. oh gosh Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. 
I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off well let's go into more kissing etiquette then if we're talking about you know like checking in and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so what are some good things to do before you know you're gonna have like a hot sesh because you're like when you were saying tongues against each other it makes me think of like if you have food like if you just Mm -hmm. ate and like your tongue is like in the back of someone's throat and uh how, you know what i mean how far are you putting your tongue in <laughs> i'm a slithery snake yeah man. you have a long one apparently <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah so it's there is like a number of different things we can do for etiquette and it also is interesting because very rarely are we making time to do etiquette mm-hmm. and i think for some folks it there is this reminder that it's okay to stop and slow down to do the things to prepare as opposed to feeling like we're in the moment. If I stop to put a minute in my mouth, I'm going to ruin it. Or if I, you know, kind of thing. So I just wanted to preface with that. Like I understand things get like hot and heavy immediately or fast. And you're like, Oh fuck now what? And it's okay to be like, let me take a, let me hold on kind of a thing. So I would say, honestly, yeah. um, If you have the opportunity to brush your teeth or use like mouthwash to just get anything that's in there out, that's great. And that also helps with the way that your breath smells. Um, Any kind of chapstick, Vaseline, something like that on your lips to make them nice and soft. I think for folks who have dry mouth, it's good to drink some water. Um, And if you're someone who wants to produce more saliva, apple juice is really good for that. Um, if you, yeah, this is, uh, um, a fellatio, uh, I don't know how like uncensored y'all get on this podcast. All, but all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's a, that's a dick sucking tip for folks <laughs> is helps. if you want to create more, um, saliva and like, it's, you think that that's sexy apple juice is great for that. We were just asking what can make your mouth more, you know, cause we had a yeah. blowjob episode last week. And we we're talking about like, what could you use if you need more saliva? So apple there juice, I've never heard that. Yeah. yeah. So let me, I'll just throw another one out there mm-hmm. along with apple juice. Yeah. I don't know what like chemically happens with apple juice that like makes your mouth wet, but it does. Um, so there's that. The other thing is, and I know folks are speaking of averse are so averse to gagging and a lot of people, especially cis women who have um, cis male partners are like, I want to learn to not have a gag reflex and no gag reflex. And I'm like, babe, gag reflexes are awesome. Like use that to your advantage because when you gag, you create more saliva. That's literally the process of what's happening. So if you're wanting to create more saliva and if you're also, and this is depending on how performative or not Mm -hmm. you'd like to be with your partner or if it's sexy to you, 
gag. Go down <laughs> on that shit and gag. And then you're going to create saliva. And if you do it a couple of times, you're going to have a lot of fucking saliva. So apple juice and gagging. I love it. Those are like tips we haven't heard. I know. So. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, I used to always like when I liked someone, I would wait and like see if they were putting on chapstick as like my cue <laughs> that maybe they were going to yeah. be like interested in kissing me. I I missed that, <laughs> you know, like seeing if they would like put gum in their mouth or if they'd put chapstick on is cute. Do y'all have like a about to kiss face or have you oh! seen something make that face where they're just like, I've seen like, those TikToks okay, of that where it's like the face <laughs> that guys make. <laughs> I try not to I oh I hate I've had so many bad faces though from guys where like their mouth just does something weird or their eyes don't close all the way or it's like this fishy face oh it's so it's like my biggest ick (laughs) have you not not really I don't think I pay attention enough oh that that's on purpose because I think I am so (laughs) sensory aware that if I did pay attention I think it would completely take me out of the moment yeah I probably just close my eyes like minutes before (laughs) or like too much breathing in the middle of making out Mm, I've had that where they like breathe out their nose so much that it goes into my nose and then I have a bloated stomach at the end because it's right. so much breath. Yeah. What if you are somebody that's like a heavy breather? What do you do <laughs> in those moments? Yeah, it's really not like and the thing is once we're aroused, right? Our heart race is our heart is racing and we're breathing heavier like by proxy of being mm-hmm. turned on. So sometimes even if you're not a heavy breather, you become one when you're getting horny. So mm-hmm. the thing is it's not you can't hold your breath and you can't you don't want to hurt yourself, right? So <laughs> it's another kind of situation where you just have to check in with your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, is just breathing too much? Is it too heavy? Are you good? Okay, we're good. Amazing. Because another piece of all of this consistently is checking in and consent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is this still good for you? Do you still like this? Should we keep going? Um, and that can be part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you And also, nervous, I just yeah. want to say, like, it's okay to be bloated too. Like if you're really into the kissing and you know, the, the heavy breathing part might not be your favorite. And also it feels manageable to be bloated. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. If it feels manageable. Okay. Duly noted. I just didn't like him. So <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't worth it. The, yeah. the, the trade off was yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. I was thinking about those, uh, like snore strips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like open your air. Worse. <laughs> Would it? If you're, if you, if have you had more space to breathe out. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I breathe harder when I have trouble breathing. I asked that question because I'm a hard breather. Because I'm a hard <laughs> I start breathing harder when I'm nervous. Like, mm-hmm. um, also when you're kissing maybe for the first time. And you're, like, holding your breath because you're kind of nervous. But then you realize you're holding your breath. So you're like, <sighs> because <laughs> all of that stuff. It's like, oh, Make fuck. It worse. I need to just take a fucking chill pill right now. Yeah. yeah. It's just the worst. My... I have a funny thing. It's like when I'm really into someone and I'm kissing them, my eye starts to itch. And that's how I know that I like them. Because if it doesn't itch, uh, that means I don't really like If them. M doesn't itch, it's not, if it's not the itch. one. I know. I know that's the weirdest fucking thing. But like. When did that start? High school. I Do used you remember to, like the first instance of that and what the context was? I don't. I just remember kissing my first boyfriend who I like loved and then mm-hmm. my eye would start itching if it was like kind of the first time or uh, or like in the very beginning, you know, mm-hmm. and it was still like really fun and exciting. <laughs> and now ever since then, if first kisses have been really great, my eye will start itching. 
That's really interesting. It's so weird. And it's just my left one right here in the corner. And I just take a minute. I'm like, okay, this is good shit. All right. I'm going <laughs> back in. Great shit. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> Super weird. That's really funny. Just thought I'd share that. Um, I would love to get into a little bit more of the how. Obviously, like you said, it's kind of hard to talk about it rather than seeing it. But maybe it's just like an introduction. Like, yeah. how are you moving your tongue and your lips and are your teeth involved at all? And like pulling back all of all of the logistics. Yeah. So I think that people get really embarrassed when teeth become involved. And the reminder that I offer during the episode and the reminder that I offer anytime that I'm talking about any sexual activity is like, it's okay to do things that are mistakes. It's okay to do things that make you embarrassed. It's okay to make the situation awkward. I'm sure all of us can recall times that we've made some sexual activity awkward as fuck. And (laughs) more often than not, we keep going. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. actually ruin it. Um, Sometimes it does, but very rarely, right? Normally it's like, you just push through it. So it's totally okay. And I name that because <clears throat> I find with cis women, specifically with cis partners, there's always this thing of like, and it makes sense just based on how we're socialized, but it's like, I don't want to advocate for myself because then I'll make it awkward or I'll mm-hmm. fuck it up or then he'll get uncomfortable and he'll be turned off. And it's like, I would like us to start being more mindful of those moments and how we can start leaning into those moments. Cause I'm not really even asking folks to not be awkward. I'm just asking folks to build a tolerance around being awkward so that you can continue to advocate for yourself in those awkward moments. Because sometimes then we end up doing shit we don't want to do because it's like, no, oh, I didn't want to fuck it up. And it's like, no babes, fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Fuck it up. I love say that. You say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just that about the tea thing, but mm-hmm. A couple of things, I I think starting with like slow, like just pecks and and smaller kisses and then opening your your mouth wider to introduce tongue is a good way to start engage kind of what the the vibes are Um, and then kind of figuring out what a rhythm is going to be between you and your partner. And sometimes this mimics, if it's a new kiss, it's, it's sometimes hard to tell. And this is why first kisses can be awkward, but with like established partners, sometimes the dynamic, like the rhythm of it matches whatever the power dynamic is in the relationship. So like if I'm more dominant and the person who I'm partnered with is less dominant, then maybe I'm the one who's kind of controlling the pacing and my tongue is in their mouth more kind of a thing. So just things to, think about but um yeah starting slowly opening your mouth introducing tongue finding some kind of a rhythm um keeping in mind what the give and take of that rhythm will be and then yeah honestly things to do with your tongue you can do yeah little taps and maybe not in a way that feels someone said earlier it was like this (laughs) that that can be maybe a little disturbing sometimes Mm -hmm. so again checking in with your partner but yeah taps are cool especially for starting points doing kind of a circle thing you can go back and forth you can go crazy and just do you know kind of sword fighting stuff um (laughs) suction right like some people like to have their tongue literally like between their partner's lips um and then involving the lips you know you can very gently bite on people's lips um suck on people's lips so there's a lot of options and i think beyond just the mouth um being like engaged there's also like just general touch barrier happening right Mm -hmm. like touching people's face stroking their hair having your your arms around them so there's like so many varieties of how this could go I love those tips. When you are moving from those like pecs into kind of that curious, like, are we going to French kiss right now? How do you like, you just open your mouth and like, 
where do you put your tongue first? Yeah. Like, can you go a little more in depth into that exploratory <laughs> part? Yeah. So I think that it would honestly be different for everyone in terms of how they want to do the moment of like introduction. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that this speaks to why it's good to talk to your partners first Mm -hmm. because then you can go into the kiss knowing whether or not we're even doing tongue Um, because if someone might have a conversation with you for instance it would be I like to kiss but I'm not trying to get too slobbery so maybe Mm -hmm. we're not doing tongue kissing right like and you know that ahead of time so that's good so that's that's just something to keep in mind with like checking in Um, but yeah opening your mouth a little bit and honestly just starting to stick it out so that it touches their lips as like an introduction because then and it's registering for them tongue is out cool Mm -hmm. and then they can begin to stick their tongue out and then by proxy of it yours already being out it's going to be little baby taps and then as it kind of progresses into more it just builds up from there so i think it really is just temperature checking um beforehand and then slowly introducing as you're doing it checking with your partner as you're doing it and moving really slow and giving your permission giving yourself permission to move slow you don't and some of us may have had this experience where we've french french kissed someone it's like immediate tongue and it's like mm-hmm. that was too much oh. like <laughs> i need you to slow it could be really seductive and sensual if you went slow but you just like yeah you over, was, no, overloaded me immediately <laughs> right but on the opposite side so i've been with someone who i think they think they're trying to give me the kiss that i want but like their tongue isn't going far enough and like they're not being passionate not down your throat like you're saying not like choking me no (laughs) but like his tongue was just not trying that hard and I don't I didn't know how to like say I need it to be more passionate and maybe that's just going back to you having you're saying like more communication um but I feel like I would try to like really put my tongue in and be like hey come on Mm -hmm. come over to this side but then it'd just be like a little Mm -hmm. uneventful do you have a sense of what was going on for you in that moment or before it or after it that felt like it wasn't either okay or safe or just no desire to say next time, like, let's do it like this. Or while you were doing it, I need more of this or before when we go into this, let's do more of this. Do you have a sense of like what was happening that stopped that? I think so. Not to totally out my ex-boyfriend, but he just wasn't super like passionate anyways, as like in terms of kissing or like touching really. So I kind of just figured like, this is the best he's got. So in that way, I didn't want to like make him feel bad for kissing me poorly because I would bring it up a lot being like, can I have mm-hmm. a kiss? Can we kiss more? Like, I feel like I was, I was always asking for it. Um, so maybe I just didn't want to like have one more thing to nitpick at. Yeah. And I hear you and validate that. And also want to affirm that asking for what you need and want is not nitpicking, right? And advocating for yourself in terms of your sexuality is not nitpicking. And if we're with partners who uh, the response to us asking, or even if it's subtle, right? Because this person may have not said to you, stop nitpicking, but it's the way that the dynamic exists once you have advocated for yourself. Um, If that's what the dynamic feels like, that's Um, an opportunity to reflect on like what's going on with that relationship, right? Because yeah, you are entitled to advocate for yourself, even if it becomes annoying and your partner can say, that's annoying. And you can be like, yeah, it is. And I'm going to keep doing it because this is what I want and need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just Mm -hmm. something to think about. Yeah. Thank you. I like that answer. (laughs) Take that that with you. I'm going to put that right in my pocket. We get questions all the time about like, how to ask Mm. and how to advocate for what they want. So can you give a couple examples of like, if you are somebody who really wants to try kissing with tongue or you love kissing with tongue, like the literal words for how to ask for that? 
Yeah. So one of the things that I, I talk to folks about is if it feels uncomfortable to ask directly to first start by just like planting seeds that are totally like indirect, mm-hmm. like, oh, I saw this movie or my friend did this thing or yeah, my homegirl was talking to me about blah, 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 blah. And then literally just being like, and just listening, <laughs> like seeing their response, right? Because mm-hmm. even that kind of like just baby seed planting how whomever you're speaking to Mm -hmm. responds will give you at least a first idea of how you can introduce it for yourself or not. Right. Mm -hmm. So being able to just be like, yeah, so I was watching this movie the other day and in the movie, I'm not going to do French kissing because French kissing is so is different. But I was like, Oh, um, the person spit in the other partner's mouth. Or they're going to be like, Oh, that's really hot. I've done that before. They're going to be like, that's interesting. I've, Never even considered that. And you're going to be like, right. So, <laughs> right? Like it presents this opportunity to just further the conversation. And again, it doesn't even have to go directly into you doing it, mm-hmm. but it presents the opportunity to talk about it. Ooh, those are good. Yeah. <laughs> I like the weight. Yeah. I like me. <laughs> Side eye. How do you feel? <laughs> Checking in. Yeah. Oh, and I love that. This- being able to, I think the whole like bigger picture, like more broadly is thinking about how you and your partner, whether it's like an established partner or a casual partner, mm-hmm. um, how you all communicate and what the dynamic of that is. And generally what's going on for you as you attempt to communicate and what happens when they respond, because all of that informs how you'll be able to com- communicate about things that you want sexually. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if you're, saying, oh, I don't want folks, I don't want you to come over after 9 p.m. And at 11 p.m. every single night, he's like, oh, I'm trying to slide. He obviously doesn't respect your boundaries. Mm -hmm. He's not listening to you, right? So when you're, it's going to be more difficult to try to bring up things that you want and need sexually because even this basic boundary, he's not listening to. So I think more broadly thinking about what communication looks like, what the dynamic looks like is important to how it can inform those kinds of conversations. Mm -hmm. And I love that communication is starting even as basic as kissing, you know, like the very first maybe sexual step with a new Mm -hmm. person, like communication is still so important around that. It is. And I I love validating that for everyone too. It totally is. And I honestly think that there are so many activities that like when we become adults that we consider like immature Mm -hmm. that it's like, but this is the basic fun shit. Like kissing and dry humping are things that like lots of folks did in like middle school and high school. And then for some reason, like in adulthood, it's like, that's, we're just going straight to penetration. It's like, mm-hmm. no, there are other things <laughs> that we can actually track. do. Yes. Yeah. So I think there's also this like opportunity, again, if you feel safe and comfortable talking to your partner around like expanding what play looks like, mm-hmm. because it's cool to revisit some of the things like kissing and French kissing and dry humping that and like fingering even, you know, like Mm -hmm. I feel like adult, adult cishet sex is just, it is very routine oftentimes Mm -hmm. and not centered around uh, pleasure for vulva owners. And it's just like suck a dick penetration (laughs) and then that's it. And it's like, no, what is that like? Sounds not so what we're doing. <laughs> You're, I feel like that's absolutely right. It's like you feel like, oh, well, now that we're older, we skip past all the foreplay. All the stuff that was actually good. That was actually yeah. good and that was actually fun and exciting and built mm-hmm. up the moment. It's like, oh, because I can stick my dick in you. And like, that's that's how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's yeah. so fucking and this boring. Is why, uh, I advocate in a non forceful way 
that queer sex is the bee's knees. <laughs> and I'll just say that. I'm just, saying, I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> I love that. Ugh. I did have one more question mm-hmm. about like logistics, which you're still wanting to go into. But when you're putting your tongue in somebody else's mouth, is there anything yeah. that you you mentioned their lips like as you're going in? But is there any other part of their mouth that you should be like putting oh, your tongue yeah. in or touching your tongue to besides their tongue? Yes. And actually, can you put a baby pin in that and then ask me again? Because one of the things I actually just thought of that I wanted to say earlier about the non-central enough mm-hmm. is sometimes people have short tongues. So like, they're not mm-hmm. like, and I have no idea this is what was happening with you and your boyfriend. I cannot assume. However, I know <laughs> yeah, that yeah, there are some times when you're like trying to kiss someone and you're like not getting enough of it is because mm-hmm. they don't have long tongues. So just keep there's that, that right. Just <laughs> like anatomically, I don't have enough tongue to stick down your throat and be as sensual as you may want. Okay. So there's that. Okay. Ask me again, please. (laughs) That actually like connects to it. I feel like because so is there anything else in their mouth besides their tongue? And as you're entering their lips that you should be touching with your tongue or that you can touch with your tongue and would feel good. And for people with short tongues, how can you make up for the shortness? (laughs) If you can't gag them, Um, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I think for people who have short tongues, when they're kissing people who have long tongues, it ends up being a nice like balance because the Mm -hmm. long tongue person is going to be more involved and the short tongue person naturally is not. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that means the other thing can be happening touch can be happening um touching their face can be happening because yeah if you have a short tongue the options are just slimmer by proxy of (laughs) like your anatomy and that's fine Mm -hmm. I have a short tongue so that's my experience almost always with French kissing people is I'm never the one who's gonna like shove my tongue down your throat Mm -hmm. I'm the one who's gonna receive that and also like what's the it's a sports word like defend that like (laughs) you know like mm-hmm. but I can't I'm not fully going in there so yeah I think that that's something to keep in mind and then if you're two people who are kissing with two short tongues you just do the best you can and maybe that means that you're involving the lips more often than you're involving the tongue and that's okay too because there are so many nerves on the lips that make any kind of touch like that really enjoyable or if you have sensory stuff, right, it can mm-hmm. be also really agitating. Yeah. <laughs> if you are more well endowed. Um, in the tongue? Yeah, in the tongue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where can you touch? <laughs> is there Do somewhere you, like, else that we should be aiming someone's... for? Like within somebody's mouth, like is going for their cheek? Does that feel good? Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the inside of everyone's mouth is like full of nerve endings. And I honestly think that people the people's first idea when they think of tongue kissing is tongue to tongue mm-hmm. and sometimes tongue and lips. However, if you do have a really long tongue, yeah, you are able to explore um, like people's cheeks. And I don't know about going all the way kind of back to back of the throat, but if you are asking your partner and they're like, yeah, I'm into that, mm-hmm. then go for it. Touch my I do think when it comes to um, using your tongue in other places, and we're already checking in with our partners, yes. right? So let's yes. put that there. But if you're going to other places, I think that can sometimes be more surprising and the surprise can either be good or not good, right? Mm-hmm. So it's another opportunity to kind of check in and be like, I have a really long tongue. Have you ever had someone like caress the insides of your cheeks? Are you into that? Oh, no, I've never tried it before. I'd love to try it, would you? I'd love it. And then you do it or be like, no, that's fucking weird. I don't want that. <laughs> cool, I won't do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, again, the I think the like assumption around French kissing is not 
that it'll involve the cheeks, although mm -hmm. it can. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Also, <laughs> tongue normalization, just throwing that out there, because we've mentioned a few different sizes, short, long, wide. I had a friend who had like a really wide, big tongue, yeah. but she had um, like cracks down mm -hmm. it on all of, and she, this is, her brag was that she gave the best blowjobs ever with her tongue. So I just want to put that out there too, that I know there's lots of different tongues and they're all great. Mm -hmm. Just yes. my experience with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I wish he would have just used his differently. Wide, <laughs> wide tongues are also great for eating pussy. So there's that too. There's that. that makes sense. A lot of real estate coverage. Another like exactly. utility tool. <laughs> yeah. That you whip out. Mm -hmm. I yep. love that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So for positions with kissing, and let's assume that we're still more casual instead of like deep into like an intimate moment. What are some good like French kissing positions if you're on like date one, two or three? Yeah, I honestly think that most people who are like going out on dates, you know, if you're like out to dinner, you're going to be in a face to face, like mm -hmm. sitting kind of a position or even similar to the the movie um, scenario, right? Y'all are sitting in chairs that are like this. So you not, aren't necessarily facing each other, but you're doing the yes turn to each other kind of thing, neck. which is yeah. also similar to like when you're in a car, right? If someone's mm -hmm. about to drop you off, you're like, okay, I had a great time. Oh, great. And it's like, <laughs> to the side. Mm, um, exactly. So I think more often than not, that is going to be like first date kind of kisses if you're mm -hmm. out to dinner at the movies you know being dropped off and I think that those are fine as long as you're keeping in mind um what's going on with your body because and again we may have I know I had this experience when I was younger being in positions that actually weren't fucking comfortable but it's like I'm so into it and I again don't want to make it awkward I just mm -hmm. keep going but now in adulthood if I was kind of doing this and it became a longer thing I'd be like can we get out of the fucking car or can we <laughs> <laughs> something else because this is actually uncomfortable so mm -hmm. i think keeping in mind what is going on with your body um and whether or not it is comfortable for you and being affirmed and re being reminded like you can speak up if it's not mm -hmm. i think more often than that that's probably going to be positions that folks are in for like first date kind of kisses or like across the table kind of thing yeah Aww, car kisses I'm going yeah. through a withdrawal period right now of missing <laughs> dating. So that's just like a cute little nostalgic thing. Yeah, I feel like cars, my opinion on anything car related is that everything is so uncomfortable. Yes. Like whether it's kissing, getting <laughs> fingered, sucking a dick, fucking, I'm always uncomfortable in a car. It's not enough space. Where do I put my legs? My feet are, I don't know. It's I got the thing in the middle. Something is always in my ribs. Yes. Uh-huh. Or my hips or like exactly. the center divide, the seat buckle is mm -hmm. always hitting you. Correct. So uncomfortable. All the things that you go through. They should make them for sex. They should make them for sex. <laughs> I'm sorry. We make things that go underwater. You can make a car that's good for sex. <laughs> Retractable, bed pops up. Mm -hmm. I think we have our new idea. Yeah. Pop up yeah. the roof. Pop up the roof. <laughs> like a camper. Mm -hmm. I, I guess they do make those. Yeah. They're called, they're called, they're called RVs. Campers. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. So we didn't invent anything. I guess not. Back to square one. <laughs> well, <laughs> won't TM that. Won't TM that one. Is there anything that we didn't cover in terms of French kissing that you're like, ooh, this is kind of like one of the best tips or just anything we didn't cover in general that you're like, this is very important that everyone know? Um, I think that we really honestly covered everything because we talked about pre-etiquette with like preparing mm -hmm. your mouth and lips, we talked about asking for consent. We talked about um, the kind of 
process and foundation building for getting into kissing, the different parts of your mouth that you can involve in kissing, different ways that you can use the touch barrier hands around here, all of these things. We talked about taking breaks to either check in or for like low key edging, you know, like leaning back and oh, okay, I'm leaning back in for more. Um, we talked about different things we can do with our tongue. So I think that we've covered a lot of different things. I think the only thing that we maybe didn't cover would be and you know, like vanilla folks are not going to call it aftercare, but for a lack of better term and taking a term from the kink community, aftercare, which is essentially just checking in and asking your partner if this feels like something you even want to do. I do advocate for aftercare, um, but checking in afterwards, right? Like, how was that? You want to do it again or anything you want to do differently or anything you liked in particular, anything you fucking hated, mm -hmm. because that gives you a good sense of if there's a next time, what to do and what not to do. Get the notes. Get the, get yeah. the footnotes, mm -hmm. the reviews. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah feedback. Mm -hmm. I like it. And it just gets, it gets easier. I feel like listening to like reviews. <laughs> Basically, I'm not someone who loves feedback because I'm critical feedback. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to get better at that because it is so important, especially when you're being intimate with someone to mm -hmm. hear what maybe they didn't like or would wish would be different. So I think that's perfect. Yeah, the more like frequently you are talking to your partners, the better it can get. Like mm -hmm. there is almost no downside to getting feedback beyond, yeah, it could hurt your feelings, which would suck. And also is an opportunity for you to check in with whether or not you are sensitive for trauma reasons or whatever reasons to feedback or if it's not safe the way you're receiving feedback, right, which kind of goes back to our communication um, conversation or if you, it can be mean and also useful in that you can find out that you're not compatible. Like, I don't like how you did this. Well, this is how I do it. Well, maybe we're not meant to be sexually compatible. And that's good information, even mm -hmm. though it's like, maybe not, doesn't feel good, right? Yeah. So, so it, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to check in and see. And also, again, and I will bring this back always to cis women who have cis male partners, Cis male partners especially need fucking feedback to be able to better please and center their cis femme partners. Like, mm -hmm. you need to hear that I did like this and did not like that. Because if we're not talking, you're going to make assumptions and you're going to go into your routine of things. And no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and pass. That was like the yeah. most beautiful amalgamation of like all your different positions as like a therapist and a sex educator. <laughs> that was just like so yes. cool. <laughs> Oh my God. I just have to reflect that back to you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. So you mentioned your videos. Where can people find the French kissing one in particular? I know it's on your Instagram or um, is it kink media Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have a, a little cute like trailer promo on the kink media group Instagram. Um, and then we have a safe for work version on the kink media group YouTube, along with all of the past episode safe for work versions. And by safe for work, I mean, you don't get any visuals. You really just get this kind of like still picture and then you can just hear us. And then we have all of the not safe for work versions on the kink media group only fans. Um, again, with all of the past episodes as well. And we've covered a lot of different things. So it's a, it's a nice binge watch. What are you going to put on honey? My puss. Nah. This puss. This puss crack. <laughs> puss crack. Lip cracks are what we talked about today mm -hmm. on your face. Lip cracks. Yeah, you got a lot of lip cracks. French kissing. No. Just well, one. you can. Like, because your pussy lips. <laughs> Three. Three like, lip cracks. If you think about it, 
you really have three lip cracks on your your puss because you got the one mm. in between the lab like two in between the labia minora and the labia majora, and then one in between the labia minora. Wait, what did you just say? You have three cracks in your puss. So, what's your majora? Menorah. You got your majora on the outside, and then your menorah on the inside. So between the menorah and the majora, you have two cracks. I don't. Oh, I I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. Do you not? Do your majora go straight into your menorah? There's like a cankle. <laughs> Mine are so swollen. There's no cracks. <laughs> I didn't know we were supposed to have cracks there. So my sister right now is on. This is so tangential, but it's related. She's on finger TikTok somehow. So she always gets TikToks of people who have like really swollen hands from something that just happened. And that's what that reminded me of. Finger talk. Finger talk. I'll show you. (laughs) They're actually so funny. There was this. No, I'll just show you. It's not going to be funny if I explain it. Anyway, she's on fingy talk. I've never been on that side of TikTok. Well, good. Anyway, (laughs) um, Thank you, Raquel, for being <laughs> yes. here today on our finger talk. Just kidding. On our uh, podcast? French kissing podcast episode. Mm. And thank you to our listeners. Yes. We like you. We like you a lot. Uh-huh. And send us to other people that you like. Um, go ahead and share this episode with somebody that you want to French or somebody that Frenches someone else. Mm-hmm. And we all we deserve more good French kissing in this world. We absolutely do. We deserve a lot of things, and one of them is good French kissing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, go ahead and head on over to Apple. Can I say head one more time? Uh, <laughs> go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. If you leave us a written review, go ahead and leave a kiss, some sort of yeah. lips, whatever you want to do. However, you're French. Face lips. Yeah, pussy lips, whatever feels good to you. Puss cracks. Puss cracks. Puss cracks. <laughs> um, yeah, and just leave us the sweetest words you got. Not mm-hmm. old French ears. kiss us with your words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And go to our YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Um, peace, love, and puss lips. Puss lips, I guess. That's the best we got. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <gasps> one more you time. You have to do it. I, okay. You work good. Okay. One, Three, two, two one. one. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.